0: every year I know we're gonna go hard we've been that team ever since Bart star All much cheese heads go pack go Ain't show sure with no mercy cutting and no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave the wish welcome
1: it to Lombardi's legends podcast it's Dane here with wags and wags Big Week 5 matchup, first game at noon of the season on Sunday. Packers heading to Cincinnati to play uh, overachieving, perhaps. Bengals team, we're going to find out a lot more on Sunday. Uh, how are you feeling on this Thursday evening?
0: I'm doing good, Dean. You know, we've had uh, a lot of things happen even just this week, so a lot to dive into. Just excited to talk some Packers here tonight. Yeah,
1: and I think at the top of everybody's mind is um, Jair Alexander and how he's doing, what's going on, is this season ending? There's been a lot of talk of uh, free agency after a surprising Gilmore release from the Patriots. But, Wags, what's the latest on Ja? Uh, where is he at? Um, from my understanding, we haven't gotten too much insight, but there's a little bit of info out there.
0: Yeah, I think Coach Lafleur basically – Monday didn't have a lot to say they they didn't um you know know exactly uh what the situation was Wednesday got a little bit more but not a whole lot it was mm-hmm. you know they're exploring all their options and trying to avoid season ending surgery at all costs and uh he did confirm if if Jair does have to get surgery on the AC joint uh, on his shoulder it will most likely be season-ending. So I think at this point, it, while we're not out of the woods, Dane, I would say the news is encouraging. Yeah. Uh, he's almost certainly not going to play this week. I would expect him probably to be out maybe even two, three weeks either way, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I do think the fact that they didn't immediately announce that he has to have surgery uh, and put him on IR gives us i would say more than a sliver of hope uh that jair is going to be able to play through this and this is something that he might be able to recover from here maybe even in the next couple of weeks so uh they're certainly taking a wait and see approach and doesn't guarantee that uh jair isn't shut down for the season but uh, i would say cautiously optimistic based on on what we know at this point
1: and i think that um even short-term IR, right? It's something that you can throw a guy these days on IR for three weeks. The fact that they didn't do that instantly and that they're trying to find out more about what's going on with him, I think is super encouraging. You know, I, I, I do. Um, it sounds like there's any number of options out there from, you know, um, Surgery is, as you mentioned, uh, it's not happening. He's done for the year, it sounds like, if there's going to be surgery. But if there's other options and he's able to go, I think they're going to get him back out there. And Wags, I just got to think that he's about as tough as they come. So if there's any sliver of hope that he's going to be able to play – uh, even in the short term, they're going to they're gonna squeeze that potential out of him because he hasn't talked to the media, to my knowledge, yet. And I think it's because he would be saying he'd be lobbying to be playing already, I imagine. So just to wait and see a little bit. I know it's hard to do, um, especially as one of your best players. But uh, I think that the Packers are going to do the right thing at the end of the day, whatever it ends up being.
0: For sure. And this is an injury that I was reminded Clay Matthews played through. Uh, back earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it's a matter of degrees. Uh, how badly is the strain? Uh, what is the likelihood that the Packers medical staff are going to put Jair in a position where it could worsen? I think that's slim and done. We know the Packers medical staff, yeah. uh, they're pretty conservative and they protect the players. So. I don't expect that to happen. It sounds like he can play with a sling uh, underneath his shoulder pads, and that could potentially you know be something that would enable him to play. Um, uh, certainly, he's going to need to progress to the point where they're confident he has full range of motion. Mm-hmm. He's not playing with a significant amount of pain. Um, so they're going to, you know still keep him off the field as long as they have to. But uh, again, I just reading through the lines, Obviously, they desperately want him out there. We know Jair wants to be out there. uh, Even if he hasn't talked to the media, uh, we don't need to hear from him to know that. But uh, he is going to do everything he can, and I think it's encouraging uh, that Packers medical staff, who have been typically maybe more conservative than other teams, uh, have not shut him down or ruled him out at this time. So I think let's just... Take it at that point and, and hopefully things, uh, progress to the point where they can say with certainty that we expect Jair to be back on the field at some point in time. Um, so with that day and kind of setting things up a little bit, uh, we've had some roster moves, uh, Chauncey Rivers also, uh, the news unfortunately mm-hmm. for him had uh, an ACL tear in practice yesterday, so he's been put on the IR, and his season is done. Uh, so the Packers have made a couple of moves, uh, whether they're short or longer term here. Uh, we've got um, uh, Rasul Douglas, uh, who has started a, a bunch of games around the league. Uh, was in Philadelphia for a couple years, Carolina, um, Cardinals. So he's been around the league a little bit. The Packers were able to sign him off the Cardinals practice squad Uh, I have to admit, I I don't know a lot about him. Uh, Former teammate of Chandon Sullivan. Sounds like he's been spending some extra time off the field with Chandon. Uh, Those two uh, know each other from his first year in in Philadelphia, uh, and he's been trying to get up to speed on this Packers defense. But you know what? He's a guy that has started a bunch of games. Uh, So I don't know if you're going to do a lot better than being able to sign someone off the practice squad with his level of experience so that's certainly helps with the depth and then I think uh, the bigger news uh, yesterday the Packers were able to bring in Jalen Smith who was surprisingly cut by yeah. the Dallas Cowboys former all-pro uh, and we'll get into the intricacies of this uh, probably not the player that he was or he wouldn't have been made available but perhaps he's someone that can help this Packers defense uh, Devontae Campbell was widely available, and look the way he's playing. Um, and the Cowboys have certainly gone through a couple of coordinator changes. Uh, maybe Jalen Smith just isn't a bet fit for Dan Quinn's uh, defensive scheme. Uh, we've seen this before, so why not bring in a, a guy with his talent level and his pedigree and see what we get. So, Dane, I, I, I'm I excited to see uh, what these guys can contribute, and, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts and input. Uh, your initial impressions of both of those moves?
1: You know, it's not every day, you know, four weeks in that you're able to make your team better. And I'll be honest, I think that both of these are quality signings. They're certainly different levels of name recognition, but Razul Douglas, big cornerback wags. He's six foot two. Um, you know, you're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad with him, right? He, he gives up big plays. I think he's given up eight or so touchdowns over the last couple of seasons, but, He's also another perimeter guy that can play on the outside, which is really helpful. He's not really a slot guy. You mentioned Shandon Sullivan. I think Sullivan remains on the inside there. What this gives the Packers is a little extra depth. Hopefully Kevin King's back this week. Obviously Eric Stokes continues to uh, progress as a rookie. You've got Shandon Sullivan. This really, I think Douglas comes in more as your number four guy um he he's got some makeup he's he's not the fastest guy he runs like a four five nine I think is what he's clocked at but he's very very good at um tracking the ball in the air um so we'll see what he brings right I don't think that it would be fair to come here and say listen We're expecting Razul Douglas to to be an all-pro. That's not what we're expecting him to be, but he's not too shabby in zone coverage, has a little bit more hard time in man from everything, all the scouting reports I'm reading about him, but I think there's a place for him on this defense. So, a good signing mid-season to be able to get a guy off the practice squad from the Cardinals. I think he's going to be able to at least contribute for the Packers, and that's important as these injuries start to pile up, and hopefully it's short-term, and he's able to stick on this roster long-term after Jair Alexander's out for hopefully a week or two. Um, now, Jalen Smith, not the same guy. He's still a young guy. He's, I think, 26 years old, but he had that knee injury. He missed, I believe, his entire rookie season after that knee injury at Notre Dame. Matt LaFleur knows him well. Coach LaFleur was there at Notre Dame when Jalen Smith was there. But I'll tell you what, the Packers seem to be playing more inside linebackers than I can remember in a very long time. And while he may not be the same guy he once was he can still move laterally I still think that he can actually help in coverage a little bit and um, you know it's going to be an interesting guy to plug in I saw today they wouldn't rule out him potentially rushing the passer off the edge but they said his primary responsibilities are going to be on the inside if you're looking for a pro bowler Jalen Smith Probably not going to get him, but if you're looking for a guy who can join this team, contribute, he's got a high motor, guys really like him, he's a good locker room guy, and by the way, Dallas is paying a lot of that salary. I think he's league minimum guy for Green Bay. And Jalen Smith, at league minimum, is an absolute steal. I think that he's going to make this defense better. You mentioned Campbell. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You're going to have Campbell. They're going to mix in Jalen Smith. Obviously, Chris Barnes is there. Maybe Oren Burks gets some more opportunity on the outside again, rushing the passer, because he's looked like he's been shot out of a cannon. Ty Summers is still there. We've got a bunch of guys mixing in. But I just like what uh, what Jalen's able to bring to this Packers defense. Because I do think he's going to be able to allow for them to put in different looks. And you're not going to know if he's going to be rushing the passer, if he's going to be trying to fill the gap in the run game, or drop back and cover. I think he's still capable of doing all of those things for this defense. And uh, that just makes the team better. Now, is it leaps and bounds better? Remains to be seen. But I think he's a solid addition to this team, especially mid midseason. Uh, as a guy that you're not looking to necessarily rely on, but he's an added bonus. He is an added bonus to this defense, Wags.
0: Yeah, and who knows? I mean, uh, Cowboys defense was kind of a train wreck last Mm -hmm. year under Mike Nolan. They bring in Dan Quinn, so another change. Uh, Keep in mind, uh, he had his all-pro seasons after blowing out his knee. So you're right, he he missed his entire rookie campaign. But it's not like he didn't play at a really high level after that in the NFL. He earned this contract for the Cowboys. Uh, Part of the reason they cut him, too, was – because they would have been on the hook for his full salary next year if he would have gone on the IR. So they didn't want to risk him having an injury and then having to pay him another nine million next year. So I think that was the main reason is because he just wasn't the main guy. They've had some other younger guys come in. Um, so they, just, they didn't want to have to be committed to him beyond this season. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. Um, we've I like Chris Barnes a lot, but he's mm-hmm. had some injuries. So I think it, it became a point where we've got a, a guy out there, at worst, uh, as you said, he should make our, our roster a little bit better from a depth standpoint. Um, and maybe when you've got Devondre Campbell playing at as high a level as he is, if he fits this Joe Barry system, and I'm talking about Jalen Smith now, maybe he's not asked to do as much as he had to do the last couple of years in Dallas. Uh, and that could have exposed him a little bit in the minds of, of some of the coaching staff and some of the fans down there. So I'm not discounting what I've heard. Uh, I, I, I do believe when I've heard that he's not the player he was a couple of years ago. But if he wasn't a good fit and he wasn't playing instinctually in those different uh, systems under Nolan and now under Quinn um you know you could get a different player so uh, i'll I'll choose to be optimistic we'll we'll see i don't think we're going to see him yet this sunday but um I, he should slide right in there and 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 give some competition and most likely get some reps especially as you said in passing situations that seems to be his strength he doesn't move uh, downhill and, and fill gaps. Not quite as strong against the run, uh, but um, I, we'll we'll see uh, if if he's not being asked to do as much, perhaps less is more in this situation. <laughs> and the Packers end up with a nice upgrade.
1: That's the thing, Wags is, and and then I know we've got a lot to get to tonight, but uh, we're probably not asking Jalen to play thirty snaps on defense a game. But if he's able to add ten. Or 12. He's got nine career sacks and not that long of a season. He's shown ability as a, as a blitzer at the inside linebacker spot and he can still move side to side. So there's a place for that guy on an NFL defense. And I'm just glad he, he, he's in Green Bay. It gives Packers options and that's something they love to do. Uh, he just signed paper or pen to paper. I don't know, just a couple hours ago at the press conference. It sounds like Coach Barry hasn't even met him yet, his linebacker coach. Uh, said that he hasn't watched tape but he he didn't feel like he really needed to ahead of time because he'd seen him play enough games and he stood out in the games he's just watched him play in over time so I think that the coaching staff's excited to get him on board and, and able to contribute again probably not this week but going into next week would be no surprise to see him back uh in action for the Green Bay Packers.
0: Yeah for sure so um and then uh, Dane I, I think one other thing to keep in mind here um, is we've got Hamilton, too. We were talking before we came online, outside linebacker that we signed off the Tampa Bay practice right. squad a couple of weeks ago. And now with with Rivers going down, there's a better chance that we might see him out on the field uh, getting some defensive rep. You mentioned Oren Burks, possibly. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't right either. Away, yeah. But, but we need to, you know, we saw he played some outside linebacker. He's done that in preseason and in practices in the past. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that that does happen. Oren certainly, as you said, is a guy that moves downhill really effectively. is is a pretty strong blitzer. Uh, that's one of his strengths. Uh, so why not line him out there on the edge at times if that's something that they feel like they can get some plays out of him uh, doing. So, um yeah, so we've got... Some options are not not all the guys that we're familiar with. It, it would certainly be more ideal if we had a healthy Jair Alexander and a healthy Zadarius Smith. But um, I think the Packers front office and this coaching staff has done a nice job of, of patching things together here, considering uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, making sure that we hopefully both short and long-term can benefit
1: from these moves.
0: Uh, so, Do- Dane, let's look at... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just
1: wondering any possibility, even somebody like a Atipa Nalei, who's on the practice squad as well, could maybe get a call up to? Just looking at all the options, I think that we're really going to see uh, almost like an open audition all over again in season for this pass rushing job. So just something to keep in mind. Don't be surprised if over the next couple of weeks, you're seeing a lot of different guys out there trying to fill in, especially with Preston Smith being banged up last game. I know he came back in, not sure how he's feeling this week. Uh, but I think the Packers will going to be rotating a lot of different dudes in and seeing who's going to stick. So just something to keep an eye on, I think, this week.
0: Yeah, I, and especially this week, sheer mm-hmm. point. It's If some of these newcomers aren't ready to go already on Sunday, uh, they can use a couple of those practice squad guys to fill in some holes or add some additional depth if, if needed. So, Dane, just on an injury st- front, uh, just looking at the practice report, Uh, And we're recording here on Thursday evening. Uh, So we've got a couple of days of practices here. Um, A little bit of good news and some slight concern uh, Mm. from some of our offensive linemen. It looks like Elton Jenkins was our participant in practice today. Doesn't guarantee that he'll be active this Sunday, but seems to be trending in that direction. Um, Slight concern on the flip side uh, that Josh Myers has uh, not been participating in practice so far this week. So uh, it's going to be uh, perhaps another game of musical chairs for our offensive line, what we've been dealing with all season. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Josh Myers is not able to go. Maybe let's just dive into the offensive uh, matchups yeah. here and offensive preview. Uh, starting with that offensive line, if Josh Myers is unable to go, and let's just say Elton Jenkins is, uh, how do you think this works out? Is it something where we get uh, Hanson or perhaps Lucas Patrick playing center uh, and Elton Jenkins just slides right back in at left tackle? Or with Jenkins even coming back, perhaps not fully 100% with that angle? Maybe they want to put him at center. We've, he's played a couple of games there. Uh, he doesn't have his full mobility with the way that Yash Nyman has looked at left tackle. Perhaps that's our five. So, um, you know, there's a lot of factors here. They'll be, uh, I'm sure evaluating in practice, but. Any gut feel for how the Packers might roll with that offensive line if Jenkins is back and Josh Myers is unable to play this week?
1: Yeah, and hopefully Myers is able to come back with the finger, but I I know it sounds like, oh, it's a finger, but as an offensive lineman, that's pretty darn important, and especially if he's not able to get uh, good leverage on defensive linemen with his hand placement, I mean, then... He's not doing any good. Plus, he's the center. Remind, remind you. So he's snapping the football. There could be an issue there. So, Weggs, I think that we, I mean, first of all, you're touching on something that's really remarkable about this offensive line, which is we have options and they all sound not terrible either. And I think that's a credit to what Yash Nyman's done at left tackle. And it's also a huge credit to what Elton Jenkins can do anywhere across the offensive line. But if this is a scenario that we, we uh, find ourselves in, I actually think that it's option B, Elton Jenkins at center, would actually make the most sense for this offensive line. Try to keep everything else uniform. It's been working the last couple of weeks. And then, oh, I don't know, just put in your Pro Bowl offensive lineman at center this week, I guess. Oh, shucks. But I think that's the right play to do. The offensive line seems to be working well together as is. Instead of shuffling two positions, I think you shuffle one position for this week, putting out Jenkins in center, um, and then maybe you keep tight end again in a little bit to help uh, Yash out as needed, but uh, we'll see, because they played so well the last couple weeks, I think they'd like to actually get a look a little bit more, because I think we're seeing Yash Nyman emerge as the swing tackle for this Packers offensive line going forward, whenever we're able to get Bakhtiari back and we're at full strength, but for this week, this week only, I'd be surprised if we didn't put Elton Jenkins at center if needed. Now, if we're fortunate enough to have Myers available and Elton Jenkins, that's a bigger question. There's a potential he plays left tackle, but I still wouldn't be surprised if you keep Nyman at left tackle and you slide in Elton Jenkins at a guard position and help with that push up front. But again, the Packers have a lot of options. I don't know if I have a good answer for you right now, but they do have options. But my gut tells me if Myers doesn't go, Elton Jenkins is your center this week.
0: Yeah, and it's not that you don't need uh, a healthy ankle to play any position on the offensive line, but just thinking that, From a lateral standpoint, Mm -hmm. that might help Elton Jenkins to get his, uh, sea legs under him again, Mm -hmm. uh, as to have a guy on his left and right rather than being exposed and, uh, having, uh, whoever lines up against him down to down being able to just try to, you know, really, uh, put a lot of pressure on Elton to swing out wide and protect that left side. So. You know, I don't think the Packers are going to put him out there if he's not healthy enough to do it. So, uh, but that said, um, you know, we do have options. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think the bigger shuffle uh, happens when Bakhtiari uh, eventually comes back, mm-hmm. and uh, then it's going to be a question of who stays in this lineup out of all these young guys. Obviously, at that point, Bakhtiari will be at left tackle, uh, and then. Uh, it's just a matter of I think is it Newman or is it Runyon that stop yeah. that's starting at guard opposite uh, of Elton Jenkins, so um it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, uh, but uh, we we should be okay, I think this week either way, uh, as you said, hopefully both Myers and Jenkins are good to go this week, um so Dane, then kind of just looking at some of the other um injuries here Mm -hmm. looks like mvs obviously is on the short time ir so he will be unable to go this week um but no nothing else at uh position groups that really stands out I, i mean uh we do have aaron jones and aj dillon uh listed on the injury report uh but they were practicing uh both yesterday and today respectively uh so i think they're just uh keeping an eye and, and limiting some of their reps a little Yeah.
1: And um, Wags, I got to wonder if that's just going to be a theme. We saw that last week. It, it, you see teams, sometimes you start to just, they're limited participant going forward, right? Especially at that position group. So not sure yet, but if it becomes a trend, we see that next week, if no new injuries that we're aware of pop up, I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of just limited going forward uh, as this season progresses.
0: Yeah. Um, on the Bengals side, They've had quite a guy, few guys dinged up as well. Um, you know, it looks like, uh, Trey Waynes is one of their cornerbacks, has a hamstring. Um, he's been a limited participant. He did practice today. Um, and then, um, on the other side, um, uh, I, I, I have a hard time pronouncing his name, but, um, a, a woozy, uh, he's got mm-hmm. a groin. Uh, he did practice both Wednesday and Thursday as well. Um, and that, uh, so I think we should expect to see both of those corners out there. Um, I certainly will, we'll talk about the Bengals offensively. They've got a few more injuries even on their offensive side of the ball. But, um, let's dive into this Bengals defense skill position of the Packers, uh, wide receivers and running backs against this Bengals defense. Um, what are some of the key matchups that you're looking at and circling for this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been surprisingly good, I think, through the first four games defensively. Overall, they've got pretty good statistics, Wags. I think that they've been able to get good pressure up front. Um, not a lot of big names, I would say, uh, on this Bengals front seven. Uh, but I think that Trey Hendrickson has played some pretty good football for them coming off that right end. Uh, spot and, uh, and also DJ Reader is a guy who's been very good at helping stop the run for them. The first few weeks, they've done a very good job, the Bengals defense, uh, of, um, limiting, um, Delvin Cook. From the Vikings, which we all know is not an easy task to do whatsoever. Uh, also able to limit Pittsburgh Steelers in recent weeks. Uh, and I know their offensive line has had some challenges, but they've got that very, very talented rookie running back. So a couple of guys, legs, I think there that are able to do enough to, to keep this defense, um, keep this defense, um, humming. And then on the back end, a lot of guys that were very, very aware of Mike Hilton who's a former, a cornerback, who's a former Viking, a woozy who's played in the NFC North. Of course, we know Trey Waynes, but even Von Bell and uh, Jesse Bates had a safety position. And I think that this is really the strength of their, uh, their defense as their defensive backs. A lot of guys that can get after it, but you know, we've had some success against Trey Waynes in the past. We've also had our challenges against him. And uh, you could say that across the board uh, with some of these guys, but I do like the Packers matchup this week against, um, against the Bengals. They've had some good performances, but they've, they've played some teams. They played a struggling Bears team, right? They played, uh, they played Kirk Cousins who just didn't look good against them. They played Roethlisberger, who we saw last week, who just doesn't look like Ben Roethlisberger anymore. So I would argue, and then last week they played the Jaguars, didn't lead until the final moment of the game. They kicked a field goal to win it against a rookie quarterback. Very dysfunctional situation down there in Jacksonville. So while they have a good record, and um, they've shown some some real improvement, I think, the Bengals, especially in a year where I think some of the, uh, the fans thought it might be more of a rebuilding season for them, they have uh, done a good job, but they have not faced Aaron Rodgers. They have not faced this offense. So I think this is a huge test for the Bengals this week. And um, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do what he needs to do to exploit these Bengals. And I don't know which corner we name these guys. I don't know which one of them is uh, going to be assigned and tasked with sticking with Devontae Adams through four quarters, but that's going to be a tall order for any of those guys that we just listed.
0: Yeah. And I I was going to mention Uh, Their defensive stats look pretty good, but then when you look at who they've played, maybe not quite as impressive. (laughs) Uh, To be fair, the Packers haven't faced uh, any, you know, any offenses that would blow you away either. But um, I think that this is certainly should be the biggest test that this Bengals defense has faced to this point this season. Uh, We have to come out strong, though. You know, going on the road, 12 noon start. Uh, we've, we we the first time we played at noon uh, this hey, year. Uh, so coach to the floor uh, apparently <laughs> wants uh, the guys to fill their bellies with hot beverages so they, uh, you know, wake up warm in the morning. Uh, so there's a polite way of putting it. Uh, but <laughs> um, it's it's going to be, I think, incumbent on this Packers offense to come out, play with some rhythm, uh you know, I think they can sling the football. This is kind of a week I'd like to see. I know without MVS, you're taking away that quote unquote deep threat. But I'd like to see um, some home runs this week. We haven't mm-hmm. seen that from this offense this year. Uh, so you can't predict those. But an Aaron Jones breaking free for a 60 mm-hmm. yard r- uh, touchdown run or you know, Devante or Lazard, uh, he's been someone that's uh, been really quiet to this point this season. Uh, can he beat someone over the top? So I think if, if the Packers uh, have a opportunity to exploit uh, the Bengals and, and get some home runs this week and get out ahead. Um, I Joe Burrow, we'll talk about him, is an extremely talented quarterback, but he'll make some mistakes if, if you are playing from ahead and have a lead. I think that puts the Packers in a, a much, much stronger position this week, um, and um, it's not going to put it all on the offense or the defense uh, throughout four quarters if we're able to accomplish that. Um, Dane, is this the week that we see a little bit more of Bob Tunyon. I- I'm really curious. He's been very quiet so far this season. I know he had touchdown against Detroit, um, was targeted uh, for, for a, a few passes, wasn't able quite able to connect on a couple, uh, particularly last week. Um, Aaron had a couple of throws that obviously he'd like... Uh, back, uh, one, he had Devontae wide open in that last series and Cobb mm-hmm. thought the ball was going to him and nobody blames him for it, but it is what it is. Uh, took a touchdown probably away from Devontae. Um, Tunyon wide open series before that, mm-hmm. uh, had an opportunity, uh, over the top. And, uh, so I think is this the week that Aaron is able to make some of those connections with Tunyon and perhaps he, he sees some pay dirt as well. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Doesn't he, sound like he's going to be one of your X-Factors this week. I don't think
1: he's my X-Factor this week, but I, I, I think that last week Rodgers was trying to get it to him, wasn't able to get it to him. As you mentioned, there were, there are opportunities there where I think Rodgers was looking for him. Um, this could be a week where it happens, but I actually think this is more of a, a wide receiver week. As you mentioned, uh, Rodgers still hasn't totally gotten going with those 20-plus yard plays. In fact, I was looking at some stats, and I don't want to repeat them because I'm not sure if I have it exactly right, but he's in the bottom portion of the league with kind of the big play ability so far this season, and um, I expect that to change as the season wears on and progresses, and this could very well be the week where they do that. I know we're without MBS, but I sure like our matchups against these cornerbacks. I I, I just... They're not going to keep one corner on Devontae Adams. I think they're going to mix it up wags. I think that they're going to do some zone. They're going to do some man, but Roger's going to make them pay. If, if you're not doubling up Devontae Adams, he's going to get Devontae the ball. If you are, uh, doubling up Devontae, that's where maybe we see Robert Tunyon, um, being, being the, the number one in the progression. I think Alan Lazard is primed for a game with, uh, you know, a little bit more yardage and then Randall Cobb. Once again, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he has another week, kind of like he just did. He he's he showed that he's got a lot left in the tank. So um, I think Tunyon could be, and it's not a, uh, but but I'm not certain of it. It's not an indictment on Robert Tunyon. It's just the Packers do have a lot of weapons here, uh, and I do think that they're also going to try to mix in these running backs out of the backfield. I saw last week. Um, A.J. Dillon on that wheel route, he had a 16-yard uh, catch out of the backfield. I believe Coach LaFleur said, I thought Aaron Jones was still in the game when I called that one. And then once you know it, A.J. Dillon caught the ball and got upfield and made some plays. So I think the Packers um, are learning, okay, there's a lot of different ways to to attack a defense. But uh, I'd like to see Tunyon get going. I feel like Tunyon... Uh, is, is is due for kind of a bunch game where he gets a bunch of yards or gets a bunch of targets and and is able to kind of convert them so perhaps it's this week or maybe it's in the coming week so unclear and it also I think does depend a little bit Wags, on where Elton Jenkins ends up. If Elton Jenkins is a left tackle, to, um you know, maybe it, it allows for the Packers to have the tight ends out a little bit more. Nyman do they keep guys in? A little unclear but I'd like to see them continue to feed Tony in the ball he was this close he was so close to having a touchdown last week as you mentioned where all of a sudden we're talking about oh Tunney's got a couple touchdowns and a ton of yards on the season so I think he's close and this could be the week if the Bengals allow it uh for for him to break out and if they don't that means they're leaving other guys and I think that Rodgers are going to exploit whatever's in front of them
0: you are correct I, I'm <laughs> sorry I said I think you're right um uh, we uh, uh I I and I hope that they do try to get Tanya more involved this week, but I think this will be another big wide receiver week. Mm Devontae had a productive but quieter game last week. It was the Randall Cobb show. So I think he bounces back. I'm not really seeing anybody on this Bengals defense by themselves. Certainly that's going to be capable of slowing Devontae Adams down. I think Lazard might get a little bit more involved this week. I just have a gut feeling on that. I, I called him as an X Factor last week and it wasn't quite the right week. I should have, should have gone with uh, Randall, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm not complaining one bit. Um, but this Cincinnati defense, I, I, you know, they can get after the quarterback adequately. But I think if Rogers is getting rid of the football, and uh, you know the way that he's been playing, even though he had a couple of misses last week, uh, I don't know that uh, the Bengals are going to be able to get home more often than not. Um, let's talk a little bit about that rushing game. Uh, it's so important, and I think um, last week the way AJ Dillon was playing. Um, Keep giving that man the ball, right? Um, And I don't know if he gets 15 carries again this week like he did last week, but, uh, boy, was he effective, and that was good because it wasn't the most effective game from Aaron Jones rushing the ball last week. So um, could this be another bounce-back week for Aaron Jones as well um, uh, from a rushing standpoint uh, where he's able to find some creases? I mentioned it would be nice to get him – a home run uh this week so uh I think that would be something that would definitely uh give a an additional boost to this this Packers offense
1: yeah agreed it's if you become one-dimensional in this league they're going to get you the Bengals have done a good job the first few weeks of of making teams one-dimensional at times and I think that this week the Packers are able to run the ball Even like they did last week, if they're able to do that, I think this is more of an Aaron Jones week personally, and uh, that's going to put the Bengals on their heels, and it's going to allow for Aaron Rodgers to really just take care of business. I know it's on the road, but I feel really good about our run game going into this game, and I expect uh, just to continue to build off of the last few weeks.
0: Yep, and um, this Bengals defense, uh, you know, they've. They're not, they don't excel really at anything, but. They're decent across the board. They don't really have any significant weaknesses either, Mm. um, at least that we've seen. Um, As we said, this will be another much bigger test for them than any uh, other team that they've faced so far this season. Uh, So perhaps the Packers can pick up a couple of things that they are are going to try to exploit that other teams have not been able to to this point in time as well. Mm. Uh, So, Dane, any other thoughts on the offensive side of the ball against this Bengals
1: defense? I don't think so. I think just continuing to improve, run the ball. If if we have the opportunity to run the ball, I want us running the ball and then take our shots when necessary. But I like our matchups overall uh, as much as I've liked any matchups this year of the offense versus the defense. I just think that our horses are, are better than theirs, and I, I like where we're at this week.
0: All right, very good. Well, why don't we take, before we go into the defensive matchups, a quick break to talk about uh, our sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings is the official sportsbook of the NFL. Uh, they do have another offer this week uh, that you all should definitely jump on. Uh, if you make a deposit and bet just $1 on any NFL game, you can win a $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So, Dane, you've been keeping us up to date on your wife, Andrea, who is apparently a fantasy football goddess. Yes. Um, she took advantage of the new customer offer from DraftKings a couple weeks ago. So why don't you tell us how she's doing and uh, what uh, uh, what she's able to accomplish with her uh, daily fantasy lineups on DraftKings. She's winning money,
1: Wags. She's winning money. So uh, I, I, I just cheer her on. I mean, what she did is just what she said. She put a dollar down. Uh, was able to get that hundred dollars in free bets, and uh, she's been making money ever since. Uh, I, I I try to ask her, uh, who should I start this week? And she says, Well, I, you know, that's your team. I, I'm going to do my thing here, buddy. Your bad luck. Don't look over my shoulder. So, um, you know, all she did, she put in that uh, promo code T. P-P-N, and was able to receive that that uh, money after a $1 down, and uh, it's been just going great for her. We were talking about it earlier tonight. I gave her advice on the Thursday night games. She uh, picked the opposite, which means she's probably going to win again tonight, Wags.
0: All right, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, to New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 bet and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So, Dane, uh, let's talk about that defense, shall we? Yes. Uh, this is going to be, I think, another test. Um, arguably, uh, it could be the... One of the better quarterbacks that we faced so far this year. We saw the bad uh, from Big Ben last week. Uh, Joe Burrow looks pretty good so far, slinging the football, Cheers. and he's got uh, you know a, a trio of very talented wide receivers to throw the ball to uh, in uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, and Tyler Boyd. So the uh, Packers are going to have their hands full uh, with this Cincinnati passing offense, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, not the greatest week. You never want to lose Jair Alexander, but particularly against a team with the amount of talent that they have at wide receiver. Uh, I think that Tyler Boyd really um, complements what both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase do so well. He he helps move the chains. He's a guy that I know Burrow really trusts in. And, um, I mean, Jamar Chase, rookie, you know he came in had some troubles in camp dropping the ball does not seem to have um transitioned into the regular season that way he's been absolutely phenomenal but it all goes back to to the quarterback uh, and and Wags we've seen it we we we've we've lived through this as packer fans at, at some seasons not in the last few seasons where um a really good quarterback can cover up some some poor play and other position groups. And, and I'll tell you what, I think that the Bengals are off to such a hot start because of Joe Burrow. He's coming off that ACL injury, but he's scary good. He can make all the throws. He he attacks downfield. And I think that that's what the Packers are really going to need to be mindful of this week. And that's Shandon Sullivan. Um, that's, of course, going to be uh, Eric Stokes. But Kevin King, who's back at practice, I expect him to be out there. I don't know if it's going to be Isaac Yadam. I don't know um, you know, if they're going to call up uh, uh, KB on Ento. How we're going to do this at corner, uh, Shamar, John Charles. Or Gene Charles, I, I don't know who else they're going to throw out there this week, the Packers DBs, but um, they're going to have a tall task in front of them and I think it's going to be incumbent on the Packers front seven. We talked about the Bengals front seven. It is imperative that this Packers front seven gets in Burrow's face and, and, and creates some kind of havoc uh, and gets to the quarterback because if Burrow's able to sit back there, uh, I don't care if is healthy or not, um, they're going to be able to, to carve you up a little bit, and without Jair Alexander, it's even that more glaring. So I, we need. We need Rashawn Gary to have a day this week. We need Preston Smith to come off the edge, set the edge, and get after the quarterback. I know that, and we'll talk about it. Joe Mixon uh, very likely may not be playing this week. They're stud running back. But it doesn't matter if the quarterback gets four or five seconds back there and is is able to ear the ball out. So this week, Wags, as important as it's been all season long, we need to get after the quarterback or else we're going to have a heck of a time. And I think that then it has the makings of a shootout in Cincinnati
0: yeah and Joe he's been really accurate so far this year he's completing 73 percent of his passes which is impressive and it's not just short passes he throws the ball down the field uh, to those wide receivers so uh, if you give him time like you said he's gonna make you pay Uh, so and those those receivers they go up and high point the football they've got great hands seems like every week you know I'm, I'm watching some red zone and they're cutting over and, and, and throwing and showing some, some big catches by these Cincinnati wide receivers. So, um, they're going to have their hands full. It's going to be interesting. You mentioned Tyler Boyd. Uh, Jandon mm-hmm. Sullivan is going to need to have a big week because so I think he's going to draw a lot of Tyler Boyd. Uh, and, uh, if we could kind of slow him down a little bit, that'll take a little bit of pressure off of our guys on the outside, whether that's, uh Yadam or Kevin King if he's able to go this week uh because then we can have some more safety help uh to help out with those guys on the edge with Higgins and Jamar Chase um and that uh, that that could that could certainly be something that would uh, uh limit maybe some of those uh, opportunities that they would otherwise have um in, in the past game talked about Joe Mixon and Dane so let's let's jump into that because yeah that's a pretty big loss if he's unable to go and he hasn't practiced this week. It seems pretty unlikely that he's going to play in this game. And I know that, you know, running back isn't always the most valued position, but this is a difference making type of player. Uh, and that could be, you never root for injuries, but that could set, definitely be something uh, that uh, uh, helps the Packers defense uh, this week. Uh, you can't let your guard down, uh, you know, the, the next guy in will, will be able to play, uh, but, um, missing Joe Mixon, uh, would be a, a nice break, I think, for this Packers defense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it would be absolutely significant, Wags. You're, you're spot on. If Mixon's unable to go, then we're looking at somebody like Perrine and, it's not the same in Cincinnati as it was. They used to have Bernard, who is now in Tampa Bay, who, when Mixon was hurt, he was able to really step in. I think was a very good third down back, was able to do those things. Perrine's just not the same guy in there, and I think it would, it would really highlight the issues they're having without Joe Mixon and it does make I think the Bengals offense a little bit more one-dimensional I do know that uh uh what Xavier Suafila is um their their starting guard is also having some injury issues so they do have some troubles up front I think this week or, or at least have the potential to have that um so Without a running game or as, as strong of a running game, theoretically missing a starting guard. Kenny Clark having potentially a career season this year um that's really a matchup that I want to pay attention to is uh, are the packers uh, defensive line are we able to control the line of scrimmage if we're able to do that and really make burrow sit back there if Rodgers able to get some quick points on the offensive side make burrow and this Bengals team a little bit more one dimensional it's really going to help us but if burrow's able to sit back there and, and um you know and sling the ball uh, even if Mixon's not in They've got enough weapons at wide receiver, and their tight end last week had a couple touchdowns had a career game. They've got enough weapons there that they can keep this game going. So it's really going to be contingent on this Packers defense and so important to be able to stop the run and and, and really make Burrow sit back there and hopefully throw the ball 45 times in a game.
0: Yeah, and that's just it, because if Packers are playing with the lead, uh, Burrow you know he'll chip away at the lead. He's shown that so far this year. Mm-hmm. But he'll also give you the football. Yes. Four interceptions so far this year, uh, which isn't an exorbitant amount. But he's gonna he's gonna give you the football if 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 you take advantage of those opportunities. So I, I think he's still learning, still a young player. If the Packers can mix up some different coverages, and if he's gonna have to force uh some some chances uh, to try to get them back in the game. Uh, we can take advantage of that this week as well. Um, we haven't had a ton of takeaways yet so far this season. I, I know that they can come in bunches sometimes, but this would be a great week to to get some takeaways for this defense because that could, uh, as always, it's a cliche, really mm-hmm. tilt things in the Packers' favor as well.
1: Wags, well, question for you. Um could we see Savage playing a little bit of a star this week for this Packers defense with Jair out? I, I just, I, I'll tell you what, I, I've been impressed. I think as this season progressed, I know after week one, people were calling for Coach Barry <laughs> to be fired, which is, I think, predictable with, uh, Packer fans at times. But I've been really impressed as this season's worn on. They look a little more creative. They seem to be able to, um, give different looks than I've seen. I I mentioned earlier all the inside linebackers they're playing, but they seem to be finding ways to get guys they want on the field and, and put matchups the way they want to, which I hear out. Would you be completely surprised against a young quarterback for the Packers to do something that we just haven't really seen much tape of? Vernon Scott's getting healthy. Henry Black's played well in limited, limited stabs. Adrian Amos, is Adrian Amos, he's that good? So maybe this is a week where we just give them a different look. Burrow comes out here and he goes, what the heck am I looking at? Why is Darnell Savage playing in the slot?
0: Could be. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. With It looks like Vernon Scott is on track to be available this week. We'll see if he is uh, active on game day or not, but he's not even on the injury report at this point. Uh, Henry Black got a few reps out there. Last week with both a and Savage out there. So things could already be trending a little bit in that direction for sure. Um, I defy the average Packer fan to really explain what this star position means. It's uh, not, not picking on you, Dane, but it, it seems like it's a little bit uh, more important. It seems like for reporters that are asking this Packers coaching staff than it actually has been in reality. It, it's not something that totally stands out to me um, when I'm watching this Packers defense uh, so just get your best players out there that's the most uh, that's all I really care about put them in position to be successful and, and let's let's play fast loose and and uh, make some plays happen um, I'm I'm really hoping this is a week we get a pick six I, I'd like to see uh, some impact plays both I mentioned the home runs on offense I'd love to see uh, a real impact play. Uh, in the middle of the game here from this defense as well.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Any other matchups that you're looking at from this defense, Wags, or or any other players um, schematically you watch this Bengals tape, uh, anything that you're seeing from them that you're concerned about? I know it's a broad question, but um, looking at this defense, I think that, you know, are they able, do you think, to be able to keep the Bengals off the field?
0: Yeah, as a, I hope so, and I think one of the things I'm looking for is Kingsley Kiki had his mm. by far his best game of the season this past week. Uh, with the way that Kenny Clark's been playing uh, for the last few weeks, if he can continue to play at that level and we get the Kingsley Kiki we saw last week, that's just, you know, that's tough because this Cincinnati offensive line – uh, they've protected Burrow better than they did last year, but they're still giving up quite a few pressures. He's been sacked 11 times so far this season. Uh, and uh, we know that if you get pressure up the middle, uh, then, you know, it makes it really tough for any quarterback, let alone a young quarterback that's used to seeing a lot of pressure, uh, be able to step up in the pocket. Uh, and and get any rhythm going offensively. So I really am am curious to see what Kingsley Kiki was able to do this week. Can he build on what he did last week, or is he a little inconsistent? I'm um, I'm hoping we uh, see something similar to what we got from him last week, uh, because that could uh, certainly make things uh, a lot more difficult on Jureboro and the Cincinnati offensive line.
1: Special teams, unless there's anything else on defense that you want to highlight, Wags, I think that um, the only thing really to share on special teams is um, Lafleur and the coaching staff uh, say that they identified some of the issues with some of the kick uh, field goal uh, blocking situation remains to be seen. Of course, they were coy about it. Let's just hope that we don't have to talk about this anymore because I'm, I'm getting a little tired of watching these DBs getting right in Mason Crosby's face during field goal attempts.
0: Yeah, it sounds like Coach Drayton was a little bit more transparent. He said it was a cadence issue and he sh- should have, looking back at it, uh, made in-game adjustments uh, and that they're going to uh, change up the snap counts. Uh, so if it's as simple as that, that's I, both makes me cringe and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I guess we're okay. getting it corrected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, you know, hopefully it's not something else now this week. If they get, get that fixed and, and uh have some some good coverage this week. Um I, I don't want us to be losing a game because of special teams again. No. It seems like that's a constant worry and they've been okay, but there's there's some some cracks in the in the foundation here uh for Coach Drayton. So we'll see how he responds. Uh we, we need to be proactive there for sure. Um all right I think then Dane it's that time let's dive into X factors and predictions. Um, So, um, why don't we start, we always start offense, so why don't we start defense this week? Uh, Do you have uh, any uh, guys that you really want to throw out there and nominate as a defensive X Factor?
1: You know, Wags, I I was talking about how important it is for us to get after the quarterback, but I'm just going to go and say Shannon Sullivan, Uh, I think, at the slot position. I know it's opposite of what I was talking about, but... I have a lot of respect for these Bengals wide receivers. And even if the Packers are getting after and getting after Burrow, that means he's got to get the ball out of his hands really quick Uh, I think that the guy that he would be targeting in in that situation would potentially be Tyler Boyd. So Shannon Sullivan shows up in the slot, plays good ball. I think we have a real good chance of winning this football game. So I'm going to go with Shannon Sullivan. I think it's going to be a physical football game. Uh, They've got their guys flying around, but we got our guys too. We're down our our stud, Jair Alexander. A good week for Shannon Sullivan to continue to progress and, and have a nice day for us.
0: I really like that pick. Uh That was uh, one of the guys I had circled. Uh, so I'll spread the love a little bit and go with Kingsley Kiki. I like what he gave us last week, uh, and uh, I said I hope he can build on that. I think he can. The Cincinnati offensive line is definitely not one of their strengths. Uh, they've improved uh, from last year when they were really a Sev. Uh But uh, I, hopefully we get some momentum uh, for Kingsley Kiki, coming off of his finest performance of the year, and uh, if he can be disruptive lined up next to Kenny Clark, uh, that is something that could make a true impact and and definitely make him a strong candidate to be an X factor on the defensive side of the ball this week.
1: Yeah, and I saw that the the coaching staff, uh, I believe I saw this quoted as saying like they've been they've been telling him they've been begging Kiki be more physical. Um, and they said this week he, we, they saw some of those bull rushes. He was able to work inside, and he had paid dividends, as we obviously saw. So kind of noteworthy there. I think that the Packers coaching staff was highlighting some of that as well, and let's hope he does build off it. They're able to watch tape, see what he's doing well, and just continue to build off it.
0: For sure. Offensively, I'm going to jump and go in first yeah. on this one. Uh, and I'm picking Alan Lazard again. This might be one of those things where he gets selected until I'm right, and then we only talk about when I'm right. Uh, but uh, I think this is his week. He seems to play pretty well on the road over the course of his career. Been pretty quiet so far this year, but has had a, a couple of, of nice catches in the last couple of weeks. And I think he's going to be targeted a little bit more this week. And I he may become the de facto deep threat guy. We didn't see it last week with MVS out in the first game that he missed. But I think Alan Lazard... Uh, is someone that is going to get an opportunity to beat beat this Bengals defense over the top this week, and I think he's going to deliver. So uh, I've got him as the X factor again, and let's hope I'm right this time. Uh, I won't complain if Randall Cobb has another big game. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think this is the week for uh, Alan Lazard uh, to make an impact on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Great, great, great. I, I like it. He was on my short list as well, Wags, this week. Um, couldn't agree more with you. Uh, so I'll just go. I'll go running back because I think that they're going to try to run the ball too. And I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon, just building off of it. I think Aaron Jones has a nice week. Uh, uh, again, but I, I think that, um, AJ Dillon just continues to build off of it. Again, to your point, I'm not sure if he gets 15 carries again, but he could do a lot with a couple less carries too. Uh, and I, I'm hopeful the Packers are up in the fourth quarter and we're running the ball. We, we uh, stick to the run and we're able to kind of run over this Bengals defense. I, my hope here, Wags, is that the Bengals defense gets tired in the third and fourth quarter and that's just perfect A.J. Dillon time I also expect him to build off of catching the ball out of the backfield he looks so natural doing it um, just another nice week from A.J. Dillon and I think he actually gets in the end zone this week as well
0: wonderful um, score predictions Dane do you want me to lead off on this one or do you want to take the lead this you, week? you I take it I, you it. take it I'm curious I I like that. You're feeling bullish. I'm, I'm going to go uh I'm just going to come right out and say the score. I've got uh Packers 34, uh Bengals 23. Uh, I think the Packers do pull away. I I'd like them to get a defensive touchdown in this one. I think the offense uh, uh does uh, uh really well. Uh, again this week I think we run the ball. It's not going to be, you know, 35 points from the offense, but I think we possess the ball like we have been all season, Uh, really control the clock. uh, And the Bengals, I think, uh, turned the ball over a couple of times for us and are scrambling uh, to try to catch up late. Uh, But uh, I think we extend the lead and have a comfortable margin like we did last week Mm -hmm. in the second half uh, and take care of business on the road. Uh, So I've got the Packers pulling away um, and... uh, uh, having a comfortable 34-23 to 23 victory this week in Cincinnati.
1: I, I, I think oh. that's – Yo, know, go for it.
0: And I was just going to say, we're not going to have a Cincinnati fan running on the field, stealing the ball from Aaron Rodgers, a la Brett Favre, uh, with the Packers <laughs> trying to go down and game-tying touchdown in the final minute. Uh, that, I'm going to predict, is not going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, Dan, you go ahead, and I'm curious to hear your prediction as well.
1: We're, 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 close, I think. Um, I'm 35-24 Packers. Uh, Bengals are going to get a big one some, somewhere along the game. Uh, Burrow's just been that good. Um, we're, we're kind of patchwork a little bit right now, uh, between missing outside linebacker, uh, missing, missing, you know, Jair. Like that's a recipe for giving up a big one at some point, And then especially with these wide receivers. So I think that they're able to score fast at least once. But I just don't think that they have the talent to keep up with the Packers this this week. Um, Packers aren't kicking field goals. I think the Bengals obviously end up kicking one of them. Uh, it's it's close going into halftime, maybe even into the third quarter a little bit. But I think in the fourth quarter, the Packers are just better than the Bengals are. And uh, even on the road, I don't think it really matters. I think Rogers is able to um, you know hit on a, a big one himself. But the Packers' run game is too much. Burrow just doesn't get a chance. Packers control ball. Uh, they control the clock way too much in this game. And uh, we just beat the Bengals. We find a way to get off the field a number of times on defense as well, and we just have a good week. And I think the defense does get creative this week. Uh, another uh, opportunity for a short field here or there. Burrow's going to look really good until he doesn't look good, Wags. And I think when he's forced into it, he's going to give the ball over, whether it's a fumble or, a, um, or, or an interception or maybe one of each. The Packers are going to get some turnovers this week.
0: I like it. Uh, yeah, we're very close. You predicted one more point for both teams, so <laughs> I hope we're right. Uh, yes. Today, you yeah, do. that's that's great. And folks, um, I think that's about going to wrap it up for us. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you're watching us live, uh, either on our Facebook channel or on our YouTube channel, please subscribe, like yes, us uh, on Facebook. Uh, r- ring the bell I'm told is how you can subscribe or YouTube uh, you know the button um, if you're listening after the fact on, on audio on our podcast wherever you download us um, give us a rating and review share us with a friend we love doing this um, reach out to us follow us on Instagram uh, Twitter uh, you know etc um, you know where to find us um, and uh, again we'll be Instagram live after the game on Sunday afternoon, and then we'll be doing our full recap here on YouTube and Facebook live stream as well uh, on Sunday evening. So, um Dane, anything else that you have to share or plug before we sign off tonight?
1: No, let's just play some football. I'm ready to go, Wags.
0: Absolutely. So, as always, be legendary and go pack go. Go pack go that team ever since Bar Starr All my cheese heads, go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say